Hey everyone, this is Dorinda Wilson. Welcome to this week's podcast. I have got an exciting guest, but before I introduce her, I want to remind you that uh, you can connect with me on Facebook at Dorinda Wilson and then at Instagram at Dorinda Lee Wilson and on my blog, DorindaWilson.com. <laughs> Also, if you haven't checked out my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, I would encourage you to go look at that. It has uh, been an encouragement to a lot of moms, and it's just a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling and just kind of talking about the nuts and the bolts and the priorities as homeschooling families. And recently, I uh, published a devotional just for moms called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. Both of those books are available on Amazon if you'd like to go check them out. Today, we are going to be talking about the urgency of motherhood. I have a special guest with me today, Sherry Seligson. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, Darren. I'm glad to be here. We met several years ago. I think the first time was at a, a blogger conference for moms, and then we've seen each other a few times at uh, some homeschool conventions, and I've just yeah. always loved your heart. I just knew there was a connection, and so I was so excited when I got invited to a, a conference in Florida, and Sherry and her husband, Dave, had hosted my husband and myself for the couple days after the conference, and we just had a fantastic time. It was so yeah. much fun. They took us to the beach. They took us to a coffee place and just, we just had a great time. Yeah, it was really fun. Great. Just catching up and, and talking about things um, with the perspective that we have where we are in our lives. Yes, season. exactly. Exactly. And we're going to share a little bit more of that in just a few minutes. But um, if you don't know Sherry, Sherry, um, tell us, you. I know you write curriculum, right? Tell us a little bit I about that. I do. I was, um, my career before I was promoted to mom was a marine biologist. I worked at Walt Disney World and I um, am continuing to write about science and teach science, seeing God's hand in science. I write for Apologia Educational Ministries. I wrote the high school marine biology course. Um, I have done four instructional DVD courses for the high school level. I have written internship for high school credit and I'm working on another really exciting science course for middle schoolers that will be hopefully coming out next year. So oh, um, I'm super excited busy. about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they certainly are. You seem to be uh, on your toes all the time, but I love Sherry's heart. The thing that's interesting about Sherry is here she is, a marine biologist, and she homeschooled all four of your kids, didn't you? I did, yes. It was one of those things where we started out thinking, well, I can't ruin preschool. And, and you know, I, I kind of think I know my numbers and my colors. And year by year, God just continued to confirm to us what we were doing was what he had for us to do. And it was just such a blessing. Mm, um, on the other end, we've, we've graduated our youngest and all of them are, actually our youngest is in college, going to be graduating this summer. So um, it's just been neat to see that from this vantage point now, looking back, right, what God right. has done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so fun visiting too. When we were, we were there, we were talking about motherhood. We were talking about our experience with motherhood. And I, I love the way you referenced um, being promoted to motherhood. <laughs> Um, and most people wouldn't think about it that way, but I love that because it, it really does give that feeling of honor to motherhood, um, which is something we want to talk about today. Um, I 
originally was going to call this podcast, you know, the significance of motherhood, the importance of motherhood. And I thought, you know, that word has just, those words have been used so much. And mm. I was talking to, you know, to you about that. And, and you mentioned, you know, we kind of are desensitized to them. And so I knew that I needed to find another word. So I talked to our daughter who's married with a couple of kids and she mentioned the word urgency and I, that really caught my attention. And mm-hmm. uh, Sherry and I were talking about this earlier, how um, we feel like it's uh, in, in the culture that we're living in with all the technology and all the distractions, it can become so easy to not be intentional in motherhood and, and also to feel like uh, there's this urgency, all these other places except at home with our families and with our kids. And I was, uh, I remember, well, I don't remember because I was, I was too little, but back in the sixties and I've heard, I've heard about this book that came back out. It came out back in the sixties and I'm thinking that was a, a much slower time and, and it, it's even more relevant now, but a, a gentleman wrote a book called The Tyranny of the Urgent, and his argument in this book was that there is a regular tension between things that are urgent and things that are important, and far too often the urgent wins. And I think yeah. how much more true is that today? Everything seems like hurry, 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 crisis, 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 and yet this, this role of motherhood is so um, important. And I think that um, this is really what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about the urgency of uh, being home with our kids because we get them for such a short time. And Sherry, you and I both know this. It, the days are long, but the years are short, right? It, it is so true. It is, I mean, it's everything you hear. It really is. Um, yes, you feel like you are never going to get out of the potty training stage or the car seat stage. It just seems like it's forever, but it is not. It goes, it, it, in a flash, you're going to blink your eyes and that season will be gone and you'll miss it. Um, believe it or not, I miss those days. I really do. Yeah. I hear you. Days. Yeah. They were, they're sweet and they're simple. There's a simplicity unless we, uh, make it, you know, complicated, which I think happens a lot. (laughs) Yes. Well, and we, continually second guess ourselves. Right. We're constantly worried about the next thing or what we're doing. There's always choices to make and we second guess and we take something that could be an easy day and, and turn it into anguish sometimes. Right. Right. I, I think about that term borrowing trouble, you know, mm. like each day has enough trouble of its own and, and we're so busy thinking about tomorrow and the next day and the next day or over scheduling ourselves. Yes. As yes. Moms. And, um, and I think some of that, don't you think some of that's rooted in that whole concept that I'm just a mom? Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that phrase right there, we've, we've talked about several times already and, uh, before we got to get together to the record this, because it is such a, it's apologetic. It's almost like, well, I'm just a mom. Mm-hmm. And I think that our society fosters that there is no, there's little value in motherhood. And we have got to speak as mothers to other mothers, um, affirming the the importance, the, the the critical importance we have as as mothers, as the responsibility that we have raising these these children that God has given us. Um, it is so important. The best work you can do 
it, it's so we should be acclaiming this and, and valuing this mm-hmm. position. And so um, I think that that we need to talk about that because it, it's it doesn't seem glamorous. It doesn't seem uh, value uh, inducing or, or worthy because sometimes it involves cleaning up potty off the floor, and sometimes <laughs> it's you know finding someone's lost shoe or matching socks. And I don't know. I've had laundry loads of single socks. I don't know about you, but it's just insanity. Oh, it is insanity. <laughs> I say socks are from the devil. <laughs> they turn into Tupperware lids. I don't know because I have no Tupperware lids too with no matching Tupperware. But I know, right? Yeah, there's no glamour in that. But the value of raising humans that God has placed in our home to learn to to love him and to worship him and to go on to do things in the world, it is the greatest, greatest mission field, the greatest work we can do. And I am with you wanting to talk about that and encourage moms about that. Right, right. We were talking earlier about how there's no sparkle or flashiness (laughs) to being a mother. It is a very humbling job. And yet we think about Jesus who set the ultimate example of humility. You know, it says he being in very nature, God came to earth as a baby, vulnerable. You know, all these things grew up, you know, on this earth as a man, walked this earth as a man. This is the Mm. living powerful God that created the universe. And yet he humbled himself and he did that because he loved us. And I think what greater love can we show our children than to honor them by honoring motherhood? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. There, there should never be that word just in front of wife or mother because it is, it is a, a beautiful position that God has entrusted us with. And, That's right. Um, and that humility, you know, that whole theme in scripture is, you know, by those who are humble will be, will be praised. And that's right. Um, the doing the humble is, is praiseworthy. And just right. like our, our father, God did that. Um, we need to do the same thing and right. see that as being praiseworthy. Yeah. He, he blesses the humble. He honors the humble, but it means that we have to invest and not be seen a lot of the time. There's Mm -hmm. a a new book out and I just would love to read it, but it's called, um, I think it's called something about not seen or something like that. And it has to do with um, doing the important things that maybe uh, aren't seen by other people and in the importance of that and in the value in that. And I think it's such a heavy tie to motherhood, you know? Um, mm. But I think that, um, you know, I think that moms are uh, discouraged. And, I, you know, I think what we mentioned before, just the, the no sparkle and the no, no accolades, it, it, it can be a thankless job and yet there can be such reward in it just knowing that we're pleasing God and that we are taking good care of our kids. I've always loved that feeling of gratification that, you know, my, you know, I dressed, I dressed my kids every day, you know, there were eight of them. So there was a lot of them, (laughs) but I mean, I tried to keep them dressed. Some of them still would take off their pants regularly. You know, I I felt like I had these these earth children. I don't know, you know, the children that wanted to be outside. So I, you know, I let them do a lot of that, but you know, initially they were dressed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they started off that way. That's yes, it. <laughs> and I would fix their hair and I would make them look nice. Um, it felt good to take that kind of care of my kids. And the flip side is, um, 
it was a lot, I don't know, I found myself getting mad at them, not as easily when they were so cute, you know, when they were cutely dressed Mm -hmm. and their little hair, you know, girls were in pigtails (laughs) or whatever, you know, because it kind of, I don't know. You re- I'm sure you remember this, like in 30 seconds, you can go from complete calm to complete chaos. And somehow if my children at least look, you know, halfway decent, it, it helps me feel like, okay, there's a little bit of control here. <laughs> yeah, some order in that chaos. Some right. order in the chaos, right? But I, I, I feel like moms are feeling a lot of pressure to perform to be part of a lot of different things, um, to look a certain way. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, it, it kind of falls back to our urgency and importance thing. And we were chatting about that. And I've, I've always gone back to this little matrix that I, I, I share with moms as much as I can about those two terms. If you think of like, you ever play four square with the four squares in a little box kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. If you think of that box, on the upper left, you've got the urgent and important things. Then, then on the right, you have the urgent but not important. Then the bottom left, you have the important but not urgent. And then the bottom right would be not urgent and not important. And so not urgent, not important is painting my nails or, you know, maybe putting my hair in a ponytail. Those are the things that, that we can put aside and feel okay about. And then like urgent and important is someone's bleeding or, right. or we I might even say, We've got math curriculum. We've got to do our math today. That could be urgent and important. But we spend too much time in the urgent and not important box. And we sometimes add to it ourselves. We put too much into our lives. Um, You know, I'm not saying anything negative about organized sports. We did organized sports with our kids from time to time. We took some years off. We would do some things here and there. We would try to consolidate. But sometimes it just became overwhelming to where it was the urgent of find your, your, you know, your cleats and where's your, this uniform. And we got nothing else done, but this kind of stuff or the important. And then we don't spend enough time in the important things that are not urgent. And those things are the time where we take to converse with a child who's had a stress, stressful day, Um, two children who have had arguments with each other and just aren't getting along to put them aside and talk with them. Um, Spending the time with our husbands, the things that aren't in our face fires, but they're important. Right. And I think that um, from the perspective now, I can look back and see many, many times when I failed in that. But if we continue to pursue and continue to make that intentional and realize we've got to think about those important things that are not in our face urgent, but that are very, very critical, we intentionally try to get back on track our children will be blessed by that. I, I, you know, I am on the other side of having kids in our home. Um, even though parenting never ends, I'll tell you, it never ends. And you know that too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> with adult children. It's, but it's wonderful to have adult conversations with them now and, and talk about candidly things that they experienced as they were growing up. And they always come back to loving how we were all together and talking and they could talk to me about this and that, and they could share some struggles and just, it was a beautiful thing to see them realize the importance of the time we take as moms with our kids. That's right. That it, That's right. The, the lovingly combing their hair, lovingly getting them dressed like you talked about. Mm-hmm. That is a ministry to your children. That is showing them that they are valuable. They're important. You are tending them like you would a beautiful 
bonsai tree or something. Right. I don't know much or about Or a this. garden, you know? Yeah. Yes. Tending a garden. I talk about this in, um, when I talk about um, unhurried homeschooling and why we need to slow down. It, it's like, it is, it's like tending a garden. You're there every day. You're available. You're engaged. You're, um, you know, I, I, I tell the story about how my best garden year with the best harvest was the year I went out every single day, not for copious amounts of time, but, you know, just a short time every day. And I checked on all the plants and I, Mm. and I could tell daily, oh, this one looks like it's looking a little dry. We better give it some water, you know, pinch this dead stuff off over here, give this some fertilizer, but just that, that regular faithful tending every day, I had the best harvest by far of any other year that mm. I gardened. And I b- firmly believe it's the same thing with our kids. We, we need to just be there to have that regular time with them where we're engaging. And, you know, for yeah. our family, that was, we spent the morning, uh, you know, doing chores, eating breakfast, getting schoolwork done. Um, at a reasonable pace, not a pushing pace. And then we moved into the next things, you know, lunch and a, and a rest time and a reading time and a play time. And, and our kids knew what to expect every day. Our, our kids need routine. They need yes. routine. And I think um, an important part of motherhood is establishing that routine that gives them security, you know? I agree. Well, and, and we always feel like we should be doing more um, because we cannot do it all. But, but, what I encourage um, us all to think about is there's a season for when we do those kinds of things mm-hmm. rather than saying, Oh no, we've never added any kind of music education. And my, I haven't talked to my kids about this kind of stuff. We haven't learned. Okay. Maybe you haven't this year. Maybe that's a next year thing. Maybe that's a two summers from now thing. Right. It's going to be seasons that you'll do those things mm-hmm. um, rather than feeling like you have to do hit every you know thing every single day in their lives, um, you're always going to feel like you're failing and letting them down. And that's just not how God designed it. No. He designed us to work with them where they are. A couple of things that are, we add in their day with, with their education, with their chores, with their learning about, you know, you may be focusing on um, your children just with one character trait. Maybe it's sharing. <laughs> Maybe that's right. going to take six months. Maybe it's going to take six years. I don't know with certain children, but that, that's a theme that will take a while rather than saying, oh, but we haven't done this or that. Um, we have got to slow down and look at the, the large picture right. and address seasons within that, that season of having our kids at home. Right. And, and also just, don't you think there's an element of just learning to be content with that season to just Mm -hmm. say, this is the season I'm in and I'm going to be content in it, you know, and, and that's not going to be a one-time choice. That's going to be a daily choice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, 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 and Just being able to um, enjoy our kids and are you there? I'm here now. Okay. For a glitch, there's a slight glitch. I didn't hear you. And so. (laughs) All right. Well, you know what? Um, We're just going to move forward with this because stuff happens, right? We're we're going to flow with this. We can do this. 
That's right. That was a take a sip coffee moment. <laughs> right. Right. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> so we were talking about the, the importance of being content in the season that we're in. So, yeah. um, you know, I recently had just ended up with uh, having a low iron and uh, that was something I had no idea. I, I mean, I knew I was kind of not as energetic as I felt like I should be, but we just, you know, moved across the country last year and all that. But all that to say, God has sort of like, you know, put me down, you know? (laughs) And I was laying there this afternoon, um, resting because it was all I could do and just praying. I was like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this season of rest that you're giving me. Um, you know, initially I was definitely fighting it and going, no, I don't have time for this. You know, it's like, no, I, I need this and God knows I need it. And he's giving me a gift. I can lay here and rest and I can pray a lot while I'm laying here. You know, my kids are older, so I'm not having to chase toddlers and all that. Um, but you know, and, and that's another thing I can be thankful for, you know, and just to lay there and think about the things I was thankful for, to be thankful for this season of rest that he's giving me. And to, and it felt so good. And um, my heart felt so at peace. And I remember doing that back in the day as well when our children were little and, yeah. I, and thinking, this is, and just stopping in these moments and watching them play and, and just just enjoying that particular phase that they were in, whatever Mm -hmm. that was, and watching them play together and listening to their cute little voices. Oh my gosh. You forget how cute those voices are Uh, until you hear a recording years down the road. (laughs) Yes. So sweet time. I think think it's also great. You know, sometimes the season involves a job loss and money that's tight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it involves a long-term sickness or one of our children has an issue, a physical issue that we have got to work through that's longer term. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, we can say, you know, now what Lord, but, or we can step back and say, what are you going to be showing me, be showing our family through this? And exactly. we've experienced so many things that you might look on the outside and say, oh, how awful you had to go through that. But I see so many blessings on the other end of it. It's, it's never, diff- never fun going through a difficulty. I mean, we aren't like, happily, like you said, there's no sparkle and throwing glitter everywhere mm-hmm. during that. But, but God uses those things to refine us and to show us his mercy. And I mean, we, for really quick story, um, I live in Florida, which we get hurricanes occasionally. And uh, several, several years ago, we got hit with one. Uh, rarely do we get hit, but we got hit with one. We were without power for, we didn't know how long at the time. It turned out it was nine days, but it was in August. So it was massively hot. We had just started school. You know, you're all excited to start. We got the books going. One of my sons had started an outside class, which was like a big deal for us to stay on the on you know program with everybody else rather than having our own. And we had no power and we were melting. So we spent the days in the library because the public library had air conditioning. And I can tell you that nine days in the library was some of the most amazing educational experience my children had because we had a librarian who jumped in, found out we homeschooled. What are you guys studying today? What can I, you know, she just like gave us, we had the best, by the, by the end of that episode, my children knew more about what a library had to offer, more than any tour I could give them. Wow. And they were not afraid to go to a librarian because librarians are, they just, that's their job is to give us information. And she was so excited that they were excited and showed them, 
we explored what microfiche was. Remember those old things? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was just such a wonderful, it, it launched them on an exploration into how to gather information mm-hmm. that benefited them throughout their schooling and beyond. Wow. And that was God saying, I'm going to take away your power, for no laundry, no nothing, for, and you guys are going to melt, but I, that will drive you to a place that I want you to be. And that's a small, small picture of what mm-hmm. he does with bigger things that we will look at and say, Lord, why? Right. Um, it's what he has for us. It's beautiful. Exactly. And I think um, that is worded so perfectly because it is so true. It's There's bigger things. There's smaller things. There's all mm-hmm. these ways along the way that we can see the fingerprints of God working in our lives as a family and in our homeschooling. But if we are rushing, 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 and and constantly dealing with feelings of uh, thoughts of inadequacy and entertaining those thoughts, obviously we're going to have them, but what do we do with them? Are we going to ponder them? Are we going to sit in that? Are we going to start to believe it? Or are we going to trust God that he Mm -hmm. has our family's best interest in mind and he's going to lead us through this whole journey. And you and I can both attest, and we know lots of other moms who, uh, like ourselves, who've yeah. seen the same thing in their homeschooling days with their families and and through motherhood, just the, the power that that God really does, He does use us powerfully in the lives of our children, um, in the lives of our husbands, in, in our testimony to others with our own family. You know, other people are watching you know, non-believers, yeah. believers, and they're looking at us and um, we are, we're, we are reflecting something, you know? Yeah. So what are we reflecting? Are we reflecting a trust, a deep trust in God and that, um, that, that honor towards the roles that he's given us as moms, you know, are we doing that? And I, I love when, um, I have people just that have been watching us for years um, that encourage me along the way. We had a we had a couple that stayed with us this last weekend who we've known for over twenty years, and they're in their seventies and they've just sort of been off and on an encouragement to us at various times over the years. And uh-huh. and they, one of the things she always says to me is, "I just love watching how God has worked in your family." And she always says this you have been obedient to the Lord, you know, it's, and God is honoring that. And, and, you know, it's, it's something that you want to hear (laughs) from, from a parent or something. And, and she is kind of like that parent that is saying to me, good job, daughter, you've done a good job. And you, you know, I'm Mm going to keep praying over your family and um, we're not going to let the enemy, you know, come in and take anything from you because, you know, God's blessed you. And I'm just like, thank you. (laughs) You It it was a blessing because, you know, honestly, you don't hear a ton of that along the way. It's not, you get it. It seems like God sends it just when you need it, you know, but but really, we, it's a faith walk. It is about saying, God, I'm going to trust you, even if I'm not hearing everything I'd like to hear right now. <laughs> you know, I'm going to walk in yeah. obedience to you and know that this motherhood thing is a good thing. I agree. I think it's so good. And, you know, um, when you were saying that, what she said to you and affirming you, I don't know about you, but if someone said that to me, and occasionally I'll get something, some encouragement, 
I always instantly go to, yeah, but you, in my mind, you don't know what I did here or you don't know what I thought there. And, you know, we see our, our failings and our ugliness Mm -hmm. and we feel like we're failing because of it. But, but God, in spite of those and using those, God will, will redeem that and make it beautiful too. So, you know, I'm just, I want to encourage those who are listening even today who may feel like they're failing at this mom thing. The fact that you're listening to something that's an encouragement mom post is just showing you right there that you desire to do what God has before you. And that's success. That's you know, right. in our, in our inabilities, he is going to use them to make something beautiful. And so we will, we continue to just get up the next day and go about our business and then get up the next day, just like you're gardening every day. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to, um, just feel, sometimes we might feel badly about that, but God knows um, who we are on the inside and he desires for us to continue to be faithful. And he's going to take the faithfulness in spite of the masses mm-hmm. and make it beautiful. And so I, I feel like that's where we say, well done that's to right. those moms out there. Well done for continuing. Well that's done right. for, for faithfully getting up the next day, getting up at 2 a.m., getting up again, because that's success. It Um, is. It is. It is. Absolutely is. And, you know, I think um, we were talking earlier about remembering why we're doing what we're doing. And I think I would encourage you uh, moms to maybe sit down and, and have a, write out a short mission statement, you know, just something to remind you why you're doing what you're doing. Um, I love the, there's a lot of scriptures um, on, on parenting and uh, I'm going to post some um, in the podcast notes, but go to the word and look up the scriptures on motherhood and parenting. And, and honestly, the thing that I love about the, the scripture is that all the scriptures agree with each other. They're all basically saying the same thing. And it's, mm-hmm. and once you start to read that over and over again, it's such an encouragement to realize it helps you really focus on this is what's important. This is what Um, this is what motherhood is about. It's, you know, for as believers, it's raising our kids in the, in the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, um, and we just do that by living it out with them every day and being faithful to, to what God puts in front of us, like Sherry was saying, and to, to get up at 2 AM and take care of those kids. (laughs) And, you know, I think about that now. I, how many years did we get up with kids? I I couldn't do it anymore. Like my body is like, nope, can't do that anymore. That season is gone. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think about these moms are like, I've been up three times last night. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. But yeah, those are, those are the sacrifices that we make as moms and God recognizes all of those. No one else may know about it, but he knows and he's watching and he is, he will honor that. He'll honor that heart. Um, Mm -hmm. of walking in obedience to him. You know, Sherry, I was going to ask you, since you had a career before um, you were promoted to motherhood, maybe you could speak to the mom who has a degree or had career plans and maybe those plans changed because family came sooner or she decided to go ahead and start a family, but now she's maybe feeling a little anxious about getting back to it. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love that term promoted because when I left my job, because we had our first child, um, 
everybody thought I was nuts. It was a great job. I loved what I did. It was just, I mean, I, I got to die with Mickey Mouse. I mean, come on. It was so much fun. But I knew and God, God was calling me to be home with our children. And I knew that. And so um, I could not do anything else. But it was it's interesting now to see what I'm doing now and looking back at what God brought me through as a mom, as a homeschooler. I got I got skills through that process that I am using today doing what I'm doing. I didn't start writing curriculum uh, professionally, like I guess you call it professionally, mm-hmm. um, and, until my kids were much, much older, high school and up. And, and so that process, I had a very, for example, very poor grammar education in the public school system. I never had to diagram a sentence. I couldn't tell you anything beyond a noun or a verb, except I learned it from Schoolhouse Rock. That's what I learned. <laughs> Hooray for Schoolhouse Rock. But that was all I learned and didn't know anything. And I had to teach grammar to my children four different times, once with each one. And so through that process, I gained phenomenal grammar education because you've got to learn it to teach it. Right. And God has used that skill now in the writing that I do. It has blessed me. God has used education. My, my ability to teach it was honed because we would have co-ops in our home. I love teaching science. I didn't consider myself a science teacher, but I knew the material. And in the process of teaching my kids and other kids that came in, I, I gained a skill of teaching and explaining scientific concepts that God is now using in something I had no idea he had for me. And so to encourage the moms that you are not sidetracked, don't use that word sidetracked mm-hmm. by being a mom. Mm-hmm. You're not on a career path that gets sidetracked. You, have, you are moving in your career path. And God is going to use what he has for you as a mom and, and being at home with your kids um, to build in you what he's got for you at, at the next season. That's and right. so I don't know what it is. Each of us will be different. And, and we can't, we won't know until we get to that point. It may be a job or a career or something that's not even able to be done right now, but technology right. hasn't gotten that far. I don't know, but right. it, it will be something that he is going to use to benefit you, to build your household, to work within the needs of your household. Just, it is not a sidetrack. It is a part of God's plan. I and love so that. I, I love hope that. that that's an encouragement because, I mean, in my life, it has been that as well. I, I just, I've seen his hand in everything I did right. to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I have experienced the same thing. When mm. the kids were growing up, um, there there were no, there was no technology for us to be doing podcasts and things like that. <laughs> and, and I had, you know, people used to tell me, oh, you should be a writer, you should be a writer. And I'd be like, whatever, you know. I really didn't think that, you know, my writing was any better than anybody else's. And, but as, uh, later on, you know, after when the kids were much older and along the way, there was that temptation, you know, to, um, Mm. to be involved in other things. I saw moms in, in other activities and ministries and groups and, and, and I don't have any, I'm not opposed to that at all. But for me, when I would go to the Lord and ask him, you know, because I felt pretty full with, you know, my eight mm-hmm. kids at home and homeschooling. And, but I thought, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm distracted from what I'm really supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why that thought would cross my mind, but, I, you know, but it did. And I prayed about it. That's the first thing I did. I said, Lord, I don't know 
you know, is there something that else that I should be doing? Am I being too microscopic in my thinking that, you know, maybe I should go, I should be doing something else. And every time he would say to me, just keep your hand to the plow, just keep your hand to the plow. And I had this peace that came with it. I knew that was the Lord. And so I would just, you know, dig back in and keep doing what I was doing. And, um, you know, but we did a lot of things at home that I learned a ton from. I used to make, you know, I took an herb herb class with my husband. That was just a once a week thing with some friends. Mm-hmm. And I learned to make herbal tinctures. I learned about gardening. We gardened together. I taught the kids, you know, the kids were alongside of me while I'm learning all of this stuff because I had interests too. And, and so I would just pursue those interests kind of at home within the scope of our family and bring the kids alongside me. And what I didn't know that I was doing was I was exampling what it looks like to be a lifelong learner. And so my kids are always, they're not just interested in their careers. They've always got side things that they're interested in that help balance their life out. And I didn't even know that I was setting that example as a mom. Wow. Um, That's great. But just walking in obedience to the Lord and pursuing some of the things I was compelled to do. I, I, you know, I like to learn about, you know, eating healthier food. And so I would do research on that and we'd try different things out. So, you know, just, and I did this with the kids and, and it's just, it was kind of like all these, it was like ongoing experiments all the time. (laughs) And so, you know, it was like, well, that was a bomb. We won't make that again, you know. (laughs) But you were exploring with them. And that's the the excitement of that exploring is is a great thing. And they realize, wow, mom's got some interests and mom's got some abilities here. She's trying to build some abilities. Right, right. And that's, that's what we should be doing and modeling for them like you did. Yeah. Well, and it was so fun too. It made being home so much fun. You know, we yeah. we try these different things out and this time spent together and working alongside of each other and talking about things and, you know, problem solving together and things like that. It was just, you don't realize how uh, much that stimulates our kids' thinking and their higher thinking skills and prepares them for higher learning, you know. Um, yeah. These are all things that we can easily just not recognized as important. And yet they're so simple and yet they're so profound. And isn't that just like God though? Yes. I feel like he does that. He, every time I brought a, a bring a problem to him and it feels so complicated, he always (laughs) gives me this super simple answer back that I just go, well, duh. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So God isn't wanting to put all these ill-fitting burdens on us. He has the perfect load for us that, that he made us to carry. For me, it was eight kids and homeschooling and and homeschooling the way that we did in sort of an unhurried way. That was what worked for us. And I think Mm -hmm. this is where it's so important for us to, one, recognize motherhood as an honorable position and then bring that before the Lord and ask Him, Lord, what is this looking like for our family? What, What kind of mom, you know, lead me? How, How do you want me to mother these children? Because no two families are alike. You know, that's right. And as we feel like, you know, that's that, can I do it all? I can't do it all. We're not called to do it all. We have been, you know, I have absolutely no green in my thumb. There is no green. I I kill air plants. (laughs) 
I kill air plants. And so, I mean, my, I, my, my success was I kept my children alive. So. That's right. Hey, but, that's the important but, thing. So I might, as a young mom, hear you talk about the gardening and the herbal thing and think, well, there's just no way I'm going to fail. But that's not for me. Right. That was for you. Right. And so um, I cannot do it all because I've not been designed to do it all. God has for me some things where my heart is, where my interests are, where my mm-hmm. um, skill set is. And that's what I pursue. And my children will pursue their things. And as a family, our flavor will look different than yours. And I won't, I, I have got to remind myself not to feel pressured that I'm not keeping up with the Wilsons because right. you guys are doing some amazing things <laughs> and they're not what we were able to do. Right, um, right. You were talking about organized sports. We could never pull that off because we lived yeah. way out in the country. And and I had kids who showed an interest, but because of our situation and our circumstances, that wasn't an option. And I had to right. trust that that was what God had for us. And I, I'm, I mean, I think organized sports are awesome. I, I think kids learn so much. And later on down the road, when most of the kids were out of the house and we had a high school son who was interested and we happened to be living in town that particular year, he did play football. And so, you know, that, that uh, he's number six. So, you know, he got a little bit of that, but that really wasn't what God had for most of our kids. And so I love how you worded that, just that flavor that we each have. It's, it's, a, it's a special flavor. It's a God-given unique flavor. And if we can just embrace it and say, thank you, Lord, for what you, you've given us and who we are and just live in that and, and homeschool from that place. Of, of, you know, just wherever you're living, wherever, uh, whatever your family happens to be. And I think there's so much freedom in that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We make it difficult. And so right. <laughs> we have got to not do that. Like you said, we complicate it. God's like, it's not complicated here. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I think that, um, we talk about this honoring motherhood. I, I, mothers just, we have such a unique and crucial role in the lives of our children. And it really, if I could just say it's not a chore or an unpleasant task, although it can look like that and can feel like that sometimes because there are things we have to do that are unpleasant. It is an honor. It is a privilege to be a mother. And and to have this uh, play an ongoing role in the lives of our kids, you know, whether they're little ones, adolescents, teenagers, young adults, or even adults with children of their own, like we were saying, you never stop parenting. It just looks different. Right. And to have that privilege of speaking into your kids' lives um, throughout the years starts at home with honoring motherhood and honoring uh, family time and honoring the family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so even though, you know, our role changes, um, you know, our encouragement and our, our um, you know, speaking into their lives in different ways um, never really stops. So thank you, Sherry, for being here with us today and encouraging, um, encouraging us. It, it, this was so much fun. That was a blessing to me. I enjoyed it. Yes. I, I love, love talking with you. <laughs> I, I, I love visiting with you too. It's, it's awesome. And <laughs> I'm glad we did this. I'm going to just close in a, in a quick word of prayer. And um, 
All right, Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together, God. Thank you for Sherry and for her heart. Thank you for the opportunity we had to visit together and to even, because that's where this conversation really started, was um, us being able to spend time together as moms and just recognizing the, the gift that motherhood is and wanting to be an encouragement to those who are still maybe in um, the thick of it, Lord. It's such a blessed role. It's such an honorable role. And I just pray that as these, every mom who listens to this would, would not only hear the words, but really feel the honor, Lord, that you bestow upon a mom for um, this very purpose, Lord. And God, I pray for every mom who's listening that you would encourage her along the way, that you would give her everything she needs to do what you've put in front of her. I pray that as she maybe prays and thinks through some of the things that we talked about today, God, that you would bring clarity to her heart and mind and she would know and she would be compelled to move the direction, Lord, that you have called her to, Father. Maybe you've been whispering and she's been too busy to hear fully what you're saying. I pray that she would take the time to stop and listen for your voice and to the good that you have for her and for her family, Lord. We just thank you and praise you for making us moms. God, it's a privilege and an honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.